DC Studios. This is going to be the, the bulk of our news section. Because um, true to James Gunn's word, uh, he came out on the 31st of January and revealed the first, uh, the beginning of his new slate of DC projects, uh, beginning with Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters. But before we get to that, there's some things that was mentioned about some of the stuff that's already going on. And I want to get out of the way first. I know real quick that Gods and Monsters belongs to DC to an extent, but I think it's really funny that they took the log line from the Dark Universe and made it the title of Chapter 1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, what was the Dark Universe? Pennyworth, colon, The Origins of Batman's Butler. Cancelled. Uh, so, you know. Gotham Knights. Oh, no. Right. Oh, no. Oh, no. The show we weren't watching. Uh, Gotham Knights. No comment on Gotham Knights. I just want to put that in there because that was specifically a news article of just he had no comment on Gotham Knights. I bet you there's some weird like there's they have they get their one season and it's like we can't say it's canceled yet. But that show gets one season. Yeah. I, that's that's what I'm feeling. Um, he did talk about Superman and Lois only briefly to mention that it's probably only got one or two more seasons left. Oh, that's kind of yeah, cool I mean, that they're willing to give it probably five seasons at most. I'll it's take not it. Not bad. Supergirl's run. Yeah, that's Supergirl. They got eight. Supergirl. Yeah, they get eight, eight seasons. Why do I think they got eight seasons? Whatever, doesn't matter. It's not on the air anymore. Shazam: Fury of the Gods, The Flash, Aquaman: Lost Kingdom, and Blue Beetle all were name dropped in his video. Where he talked about how they how they kind of lead into this first chapter, specifically the Flash, which has been uh, specifically designed to reboot the universe, and they're just going to use that to continue doing what it was meant to do. Mm -hmm. um, just instead of whatever Hamada was planning to do, it's now what James Gunn is planning to do. Mm -hmm. Right, reshoots. Um, although he said he said in an interview that they didn't do anything in the edit to change it; they just left it. But we know there's been a lot of reshoots on that movie even recently. So yeah, yeah. But maybe those weren't his decisions. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, because I that stuff was happening. We knew that stuff was happening before we heard about them coming in. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, just some real quick notes on these films: Shazam, Fury of the Gods. They only really said that the door is open for Zachary Levi to return, <laughs> as well as Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller. Should Ezra Miller uh, finish their recovery, and uh, they there apparently is a if they want to continue forward, they're willing to talk about it, but they didn't make any sort of commitment of whether or not he will continue to be the flat. They will continue to be the flash. Sorry. And blue beetle and blue beetle. Yes. They did mention blue beetle. Um, real quickly. So the door is open. Um, oh, the flash is the greatest superhero movie uh, that, uh, that James Gunn has ever seen. Just fun quote. I, I, I know I heard that quote. I rewinded to make sure I heard it right. I don't know, James. Listen, here's the thing, y'all. This is not the first time we've heard it's a good movie. I am not yeah. I am not shocked if we get a, a great superhero movie. It's just unfortunate that Ezra Miller is the star of it. Right. That's yeah. that's 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 right. the, that's the rub. That's the rub. That's that's a bummer because like I really want to see a really good flash movie. Me too. Me too. And you know what? If this is a really good flash movie, I'll be happy about it. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom had a couple of notes real quickly. Peter Safran specifically said that Aquaman 3 is happening. Apparently, Jason Momoa has always envisioned it as a trilogy. Um, 
And that Jason Momoa, James Gunn mentioned on a separate interview with DC that Jason Momoa is not playing Lobo. He will not play two characters. He will only play Aquaman. Okay. So, I personally, I, I was ready for the chaos of like, we see Aquaman and then a year later, he's fighting Superman as Lobo. And that's just mm-hmm. the world we live in. I'm like, I, I just, I, it's a shame. I was kind of, I was kind of hoping for it. That's a Hamada kind of decision. Hey, that's, a, that's James still, Gunn, Peter that's still a, a fun decision. I would have loved to Sure. Okay, now we'll talk about chapter one, Gods and Monsters. I think just real quick on the note, they did, I, I don't know if you had more about it, but just on the Ezra Miller note that they're they're going to have more conversations with Ezra Miller through their recovery. It's not a, like, the, while the door is open, that door can also be shut. Yes. Uh, if, if some things, like, there's still more not-so-great stuff coming out about Ezra Miller, so I can see them closing this door after the Flash movie passes. Yeah, yeah and James uh, James Gunn was asked about Zachary Levi's recent tweets, uh, and he talked about, like, I, if I if I got, if I got stopped working with everyone who I disagreed with, I would have very little to work with. So Zachary Levi has, a, has an open door there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he mentioned on a, on a question that... Um, it doesn't that the flash won't reset everything. We were kind of, we were kind of thinking that maybe that there's a possibility of a clean slate happening over at DC, but that is not the case. They are going to piecemeal what has, what has happened before, such as Aquaman and Viola Davis specifically. They're doing a new 52. Yeah. 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 Interestingly, we have no clarification still on the black canary film and Misha green. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully all good, but we don't know. Yeah. Because that movie's—I don't think that movie's shooting. I feel like we would know if it's shooting. No, it's not shooting. And we—and uh, he did name check *Birds of Prey* and *Shazam* in the same sentence, which I was kind of disappointed with because he talked about how like no one was minding the mint on DC on DC. They were just giving projects to whoever, and it was really hurting the, the brand. So we, that's why we got things like *Black Adam* and and uh, *Birds of Prey*. And I was like, oh, *Birds of Prey* is a better movie than *Black Adam*. It's very, very true. Uh, so you know. So Superman Legacy was a movie that we already knew was happening. We didn't know the title. Now we do. It's Superman Legacy. Um, this is the James Gunn Superman film that uh, um, he 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 did a clarification that James that uh, Henry Cavill was never fired. He was just never cast. Right. Uh, which I think Sparks mentioned was the most likely possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got he got dicked over by the people before James Gunn. Right. Yeah. Which he said in the interview, like, yeah, he got screwed over by not me. It wasn't yeah. me who did this to him. Right. Sorry, we're still friends. So we're not going in release order. We're doing this, whatever. No, I I I forgot to put it in a release order after I was done with it. It's uh, fine. I, I just apologize to for that because I'm totally fine not doing a release order. Watching it in release order, I know. Let's say there's a million people. Nine hundred ninety-nine thousand people went what with the first announcement. Hundred percent. Creature commandos. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's my second one. I want. I think I wanted to start with Superman Legacy because we knew that was happening. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so okay. So very quickly on Superman Legacy, it's got a release date July eleventh, twenty twenty five. It's not going to be an origin story, and it's going to uh, focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Sounds sure. Cool. Um, you, it's so yeah. weird that they gave a release date for this one specifically because it's the one closest to being done. Because his script, it's probably the one with the closest script to being. Done. I guess so, but yeah, like even as even as like I would have just not said it yet if you're not saying some of the others that are coming before it. 
But does I don't think there is anything coming before it. There is. It's Creature Commandos and Waller and Is that coming so, before? Yes. It's Creature Commandos yeah, and Waller. Like project. Creature Commandos and Waller are the only two coming before it, if I recall okay. correctly. Um, but it's it I did notice that it looks like we're not going to get a 2024 DC film. Mm-hmm. Um so there will be a year off where there's I mean it makes sense there's four coming out this year. Um and James Gunn mentioned in an, in an interview that he wants to do two movies and two shows a year. And that's kind of the output that they're aiming for. So it would make sense to kind of skip 2024 and get that output out there starting 2025. Yeah. And I, pers- I, I think that is a beautiful amount of, of stuff. Two movies, yeah. two TV shows, you stage a movie show, movie show. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. He's definitely, he's definitely, he's definitely learning some, learning some lessons from what Marvel did this, this past couple of years. Oh yeah. So Creature Commandos um, was the first thing that he announced, um, which is going to be a seven-episode animated series. All episodes have been written by James Gunn. Um, it's going to see Amanda Waller create a Black Ops team out of monster at the monstrous prisoners. Um, the lineup includes Rick Flagg Sr., uh, Nina Mazursky, Dr. Phosphorus, Frankenstein, uh, Eric Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, who is apparently the lead of the show, um, GI Robot and Weasel. We know Weasel. The only actor in the show who is currently cast is Sean Gunn, who played Weasel in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I watched this like six minute presentation at work, and like I didn't hear anything about it. So like when this showed up, and I saw the image, the image of the J, the JM DeMatteis '88 Frankenstein ripping a dude's head off. He's a Nazi. I'm like, this is what we're starting with. This is going to alienate so many people. I'm so excited. <laughs> it already has. I I cannot tell you how what this made me feel. Uh, just pure excitement. I'm like, the first thing you're doing with your new universe is starting with what Marvel is starting to do in their universe. Mm-hmm. They're starting to do their monster shit, and I'm like, James is like, man, I really wish I could have done Midnight Sun shit. I'll just do it over here. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, nobody gives a shit about the creature commandos. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean in a popularity, like, they don't show up anymore. They are now the Agents of Shade. Half of these characters are not from the creature commandos. They're from Jeff Lemire's Agents of Shade run from the early from the New 52. That's who uh, uh, the fish lady and the bride of fake inside and all them. Uh, this is so exciting. And the fact that it's animated and those characters will show up in live action in some form is is lovely. Yeah, yeah lovely. so... So that was the other thing is that this is an animated show. This is the only animated show that was announced during this presentation. Uh, there will be more. And uh, the goal is for the actors who play these animated versions to play them in live action because they will show up in live action. Oh, I, I said that Sean Gunn was the only one in the cast. I, Viola Davis is in this because she's still Amanda Waller. She's Waller. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so that that's kind of kind of cool. I, I like that. I feel like, that again, like learning a lesson maybe not necessarily learning a lesson from Marvel, but like doing what Marvel probably hoped they could have done with what if. Um, having Rick Flagg senior be on the team is extremely funny. I really hope they get Joel Kinnaman. That'd be funny. Yeah. Um, the thing I'm pretty sure they said, it's also going to be a modern day interpretation, yeah. which is, which is totally fine. Cause all those characters are, are like immortal and they show up in the present day. Uh, but I, I really hope like the first episode is a world war two episode or we get flashbacks when they were Nazi hunters. Cause that, Y'all, those first couple issues of that comic is awesome. Just Dracula's flying around, just eating fools. Uh, it's so fun. It is so fun. And I'm and like with James Gunn, like writing it, like imagine Suicide Squad, but with the Universal Monsters. And I'm like, <laughs> that is absolutely something I will watch. Right. Um, couldn't be more thrilled with this first one. I mean, uh, Superman. 
James Gunn, because James Gunn is working, he's about, he said in the presentation he's halfway through the script of the Superman, the Superman Legacy, because he wrote all these episodes. Um, the Peacemaker season two has been delayed. Uh, it is still happening. Uh, there's a placeholder, not necessarily a placeholder, but like there's a there's a show a they decided to do to do in between to kind of help us along, which I'll talk about in a, in a minute. Lanterns. Ben's really excited about Creature Commandos, right, Ben? I had no idea who the hell the Creature Commandos are. I just know I just saw the Frankenstein monster. I'm like, hey, I'm playing you on Dungeons and Dragons right now, and that was it. Oh, that's artwork from the show, by the way. Importantly, importantly, Ben, you didn't see it and go, well, this is a wash. Which is what <laughs> people did. <laughs> I saw man, real quickly though, just like my impressions of the presentation. Like I watched this, so I was like, oh shit, I'm in. Yeah. No, I mean I'm I'm I was stoked that it was something so off the beaten path. Uh most of this presentation, honestly, like not what you'd expect. And yeah. we'll get into like the, the, the whys of that at the end. But, um, I, I'm so gods and monsters. I know that like, I know that Twitter and a lot of the, the virtual internet space is not the majority of people, but yeah. it's super disheartening to see people so quickly be like, I'm unwilling to try anything new. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> this is why the MCU can't have nice things. Yeah. I mean, but like, but James Gunn, like he is, he has such a track record. Where like, if you do like the marketing nonsense of from the minds, who brought you Guardians and Peacemaker and and uh, Suicide Squad, and and he wrote the Scooby Doo movies. Don't the forget story, those too. Peace, Peacemaker was a huge hit. Like, the, is, yeah. the storytelling is good. People are going to show up. I just, I'm like, how how do you all have to be this close minded right off the bat? Like, j- j- trust that the story might be good. Not everyone loves a Dracula like we do, guys. for sure. They can't appreciate um, a good a good blood sucker. Also, also, you don't have to watch every single project in the DC universe. They're casting a wide net. We're getting. They're trying to get everybody. A little bit of everything. Um, everything is apparently by the time. Apparently, by the time we get to Swamp Thing, we'll know what the overarching plot of Chapter One is. Sure, uh, yeah. because there is one. He mentioned it like a while ago. Not like a while ago, but like a couple weeks ago that um, uh, he basically did what he mapped out guardians of the galaxy one, two, and three. And he stick he stuck to that three, three movie arc. He just did that again, but on a larger scale yeah, uh, for yeah. the, for the DC universe. So, but I don't think that like you are going to have a hard time watching Superman legacy. If you don't watch creature commandos. Sure. And that's another, that's another great thing about the presentation. He was like, uh, you, know, you know, like the comics, like they don't all look the same. They don't all feel the same. That doesn't mean they don't exist in the same world. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like Marvel at its worst is all of these things feel the same and they look the same, but they're not supposed to. That like, like Marvel's, I think they've gotten away from that. Uh, that was what like, they're, they're working they're, on it. They're working on it, but that wasn't, that was a big criticism, but like, there's no reason your gritty Batman movie and your super fun Superman movie can't exist in the same world just because they don't look the same. That's just like, just you have to have a bigger imagination. That's all. Yeah. I mean, he talked about, he talked about like how Rocket Raccoon, how people when Guardians of the Galaxy first came out, he there were news articles being like, "How is Rocket Raccoon going to going to tie into the love to the, to Thor?" And like and and he liked that. It was like that's the that's the beauty of comic books. Like that's yeah. that's what he wants to emulate with this new with this new slate with this new franchise is the emulation of all these different tones and all these different styles, all these different mediums. And how they cross over is the fun part because there will be crossover. There's apparently sporadic crossovers all throughout these projects, not just one major crossover at the end. Uh, so, so seeing seeing how like Superman will interact with the Creature Commandos 
is, is something that could be really fun. Yeah. yeah. You have you have Thor call Rocket Rabbit, and then you make a billion dollars. Like <laughs> then you make down. a billion dollars. I don't. I I I firmly. James Gunn knows his comic book shit. I firmly believe that the Creature Commando stuff. Uh, like there, there's you're gonna be. This is the chapter one is Gods and Monsters, but it is like foundation for a lot of what the DC universe is gonna be. They're doing a lot of magic stuff. They're doing like Swamp Thing stuff. They're doing creature stuff. They're doing the traditional Batman Superman. They're going. They're showing you everything this universe will be, and then they'll expand on it. Uh. They're half of those guys from the Creature Commandos are on on the Ages of Shade, and they deal with Swamp Thing, and they deal with Animal Man, and they deal with the Rock World stuff. And that is, you bet your ass, Swamp Thing will be doing some of that stuff, leading into something like that. It's, you can't introduce the the Agents of Shade. That their whole thing was being in Rock World. That was why they were there. That was the introduction. Uh, so that's an exciting thing. I just I love it. We're, we're gonna have a Dracula animated Dracula. Love it. Lanterns. Uh, this is going to be a series focused on John Stewart and Hal Jordan, um, which is supposedly in the vein of True Detective. It's going to be a terrestrial um, uh, cop show um, where they're where they're they're dealing with what do you say? Uh, beat Earth, beat twenty two eight one four or something like that. Um, so it's going to be based around them. It sounds like they've adopted and reworked that uh, Greg Berlanti Green Lantern show. Uh, it's not the same one, but it sounds like that maybe was what we were hearing about when that show wasn't going forward. Sure, sure. Um, I'll be honest, this is the one I'm excited for because it's a new Green Lantern thing. Like that's it's probably actually going to happen now, James Gunn. But this is the the pitch that I like the least because when I want same. when I when I hear Green Lantern and you tell me we're going to be on Earth and it's going to be have you guys watched True Detective by any chance? No, no, I have not. Okay, uh, True Detective is horrifying, and it's gritty, and it's it's harrowing, and it's like really, really mature, like hard, like HBO hardcore, like sacrificing children, grim. Um, this is not what I want my Green Lantern to be. I don't want them on Earth doing sad detective work. That's the opposite of what my Green Lantern show to be, especially the first one. If that's like a a plot you have to do later on, sure, but starting your show like that, like. Again, anything could be good, but like that is that is not what I want. Not 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 at all. Um, we'll see who like the creative team will be, but like grim earth-based Green Lantern is the opposite of what I want. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you, honestly. Like this is the one where I was kind of this is the only one where I was like, I don't know about this one. I love the idea of pairing Hal Jordan and John Stewart. I think that yeah. rules. Um, but the ter the term terrestrial kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I I would I would really love a Green Lantern show that was out in space doing space stuff. You know, they have an entire sector of space to to that they that they that they work on, not just Earth. And I think that could have been a lot of fun. Now that's not to say there are apparently other Green Lanterns that are going to be in the show uh, peppered throughout. We'll probably see Chip or Gnort or even Ala Secura. Um, so like not the Halo Secure, that's a Star Wars character. I was gonna say it's <laughs> like so one of those sounds like a Star Wars character. Oh, the girl who wears the white the white tank top and the skirt, the yellow, the orange one with the pointy ears. I forgot. Oh, name. I know I know who you're talking about. Oh crap. It starts with an A though. It does, it does. Um anyway. Uh but so like we'll probably see some Green Lanterns peppered throughout. Um, but like I want to see Mogo. I'm not gonna see Mogo in this show. At least not season one. It feels like, yeah. real quick, it feels like for their first season, because if this is going to be a TV show that has multiple seasons, the first season's got to be a lower budget to get the audience in, what it feels like. You start small, you you can do enough special effects stuff with the rings on Earth, 
before you go big. And I'm sure there'll mm -hmm. be one episode where it is big space stuff, but obviously if it's a terrestrial show, it's not the whole show. So that's my hope that like we have to start small before we go big. Um, but like, you know, I kind of just wish we started. I think mm -hmm. that's absolutely what it is. I think that you have to like, I think they're trying to find a way to ground an audience into liking Green Lantern, a general audience, a general film television audience into liking Green Lantern without doing an origin story. And, uh, and I think this is fine. I think that the intention with this is to not even necessarily have bigger seasons, but a bigger film past uh, related to Green Lantern stuff, doing yeah. stuff in space past what this show does. I think this is supposed to be like an ease you into Green Lantern. And maybe we don't need that, but I think it's a smart move for a general audience. Sure. Yeah. And it's yeah, Aresia. Aresia. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, real quick, can we pull up MJ's comment? My yes. There. Um, um, ben, if you want to do it, please. Already done. So since we're telling else world stories, can we have that two star Justice League movies animated, if not live action? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes. Absolutely, I think they could. I don't, I don't think, think they will. I don't think they will, but like, I, I would love to see that, sure. Yeah. I think it would be fine. I think doing it animated would help to reduce the budget, but I think you're still talking about if you want all those actors back doing the voices, yeah. it's going to be a lot of money. I don't know that for some of them, it's kind of a bitter point. I don't know that they want to come back. Um, and mm -hmm. I don't even know if Snyder himself wants to come back at this point. He's making a Star like Wars this. movie this, right now. I, I, I think in some ways, while the fans might want it, I don't know. This is speculation completely, but like to Snyder, I think this would be like a lesser, a, wound. a lesser version of what he intended and, and like a consolation prize that I don't think he feels like he needs. Yeah. Um, I understand fans feel that way, but I don't think, he, I don't think from how he's talked about it, he does. Um, I don't think he'd want to come back and do anything less than the version he wanted to do. Yeah. And while animation would allow you to do a lot more, it's also, and not to say like, my favorite thing Snyder's done is an animation. Um, which, is how, of the which is how he edited the Owl movie. It looks, how he directed it, it looks great. Um, you could do a lot more in animation, but it's not his intention. So yeah, I think this is, a, he, I think this is just not going to happen. His time has passed. I mean, he's having a great time over at Netflix. I mean, he got to do a Star Wars movie. He's got a, well, there's an anime, a, anime for his Army of the Dead show coming. He's got his Star Wars, his Rebel Moon is doing bunch of spinoffs and things he's, he's got, got free reign over there yeah oh yeah um but yeah so lanterns is tv series i'm happy to see john stewart and hal jordan back and I, uh, at any rate like it's it, it is i'm happy cool. to see john stewart in live action that's that all true. that really matters to me mm -hmm. paradise lost a, a new series set on Themyscira, but in the past, so prior to the Wonder Woman films, uh, it is set uh, years in the past before before Diana was even born. Um, it's going to be a TV drama which focuses on the genesis and political intrigue of an island of all women, which is uh, apparently in the vein of Game of Thrones. Yeah. Is it prior to the Wonder Woman films or is it in the history of this new version of Themyscira that happens after Flashpoint? Because those are yes. two different things. The answer is yes. <laughs> Gail Gadot has an open door to return. That yeah. doesn't mean that her movies are still canon. Yeah. That's true. Um, uh, Elseworlds. Um, this, there's not enough information. This is the one that has like the least to go off of because it's, it's, I think we're going to see a lot of like the recent Amazon stuff. I hope so. Come in. Yeah. Like, like it is, it would be, it's, Game of Thrones is very cool, and like having a DC version of that, like with nothing but Amazons, is a really cool idea. I need to know how that what 
they chose to do this for a reason. How this ties to the bigger DC universe is what I'm curious about. Because their mm -hmm. whole thing is like they're on their own for a long time. Right. So like, why do we need the insight from a thousand years ago? What does that do for the future? And obviously, there's a story there. I just don't know what it is yet. So it like, feels, it feels like so you can get those other Amazons, like the newer, more, more progressive representational ones that we've seen it be brought in through the comics like a way to build a bridge to that trajectory yeah. where wonder woman's not the only person we're going to follow from that island um soft re relaunch of that, wonder woman that too. being said i do find it you, you because you said it verbatim i i do find it really weird that james gunn used so many hbo shows as the representational references for what they're doing mm. with it. like it didn't feel like something i would expect him to do that they all had to be hbo shows like like True Detective, Game of Thrones. I mean, staying on brand. As the reference the points, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, real quickly, I meant to say about Lanterns. Um, apparently, these, the mystery that they're solving feeds into the overarching storyline of Chapter 1. So, that's interesting. Um, yeah. All right. So, Paradise Lost. A Booster Gold live-action series is in development. Bless. Uh, Thank goodness we've been hearing about a Booster Gold movie, Blue and Gold show for God knows how long. And finally, we may be getting one um, in the form of a series, which apparently the overarching theme of that show will be dealing with superhero imposter syndrome, which is kind of fun to think about. Yeah, I mean, he's he's per God. It's this. This will make me in the encroaching time that this comes out. I'll be like, wait, there's a Booster Gold I haven't seen. And it's Donald Faison. So this will get me to watch that. But uh for those of you in the audience who don't know, Booster Gold is a man from the future who goes back in time to try to become famous. So he's famous in the future. And he's he's bumbling, but he's got a heart of gold. Uh, he's got Skeets, his little robot. Uh, he's so fun. He's oh, so We're going to see Skeets in live action. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, it was a new 52 uh, Jeff Johns run. I read like one or one, like one and a half issues of it uh, earlier in the week. Uh, he, it's great. Like Booster is such a fun character. And like, I'm in like, him, him, why, him wanting to join the Justice League, and then like they accept him, and then he blows him off, and I'm just like, oh, I don't need you guys because I'm absolutely too famous already. Like, I, it's really great. Like, I'm, I'm so excited uh, that Booster is like in Phase One. Like, he's like, he's like, he's a core thing that they're starting with. It's just really, really fun. And again, like they're showing the future of what the DC universe will look like. So like they're, they're, they're building blocks for the entire universe from beginning and ends and stuff. It's, it's cool. I mean, you've already got your Blue Beetle. Yep, right there. I'm so right excited. There. Love it. Uh, yeah, this this is this this floored me. I'm so stoked for for a Booster Gold series. I, I've I've wanted this for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of things I've wanted for so long, the Brave and the Bold. Uh, it is not Ooh. titled Batman. It is just titled the Brave and the Bold as of now, uh, which will introduce the new Batman of this universe. So whoever's playing Batman um, for this new franchise will be introduced in the Brave and the Bold as well as. Introducing Robin in the form of Damian Wayne, my favorite Robin. Yes, uh, I'm staring at my Batman omnibus right over there. It's too heavy and, and swamp things in front of him, so I won't get it. Um, Morrison's Batman is the seminal modern uh, run. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, he he wrote he wrote it. They wrote it. They wrote it for so many years. Um, it transitioned into Batman and Robin, which is my favorite Batman book. Back when Dick, when Dick Grayson is, is Batman, but calling it Brave and the Bold. Uh, without telling us anything says a lot about like, like the vibe they're going to go for. Um, and the fact that we're starting with a bat family is like, the, I, I've enjoyed every, a lot of the Batman movies have come out. 
there's not been a single Batman movie that I felt this is the truest, like the truest Batman. Even the the Batman from that last year, I love. It's not it's not the comic book Batman. Having a Robin, having Dick and Tim and 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 all those people, like having it established, having him be a dad is so exciting. Mm-hmm. Just throwing you into a Bat family because, like, even even like the regular world, they play the Arkham games. They know all these characters. Like in the in the general audience, like they know who this, they know Dick Grayson. So like starting this way, it's also really interesting that you're gonna start with a young Superman and an old older Batman, but that's not a super big deal because Superman doesn't really age. So he can, you know, age and it'll be fine. Um, it's so exciting. Uh and again, starting with Damien is really bold. Starting with his assassin son, that means you have to do Talia stuff immediately. You have to do Rachel Gull, you have to set that stuff up. Um, it's awesome. It feels like a comic book come to life, just hearing it. So what? So two things real quickly. Uh, it, as Ryan said, it is based on Grant Morrison's seminal run, uh, my favorite Batman Batman run. Um, ben, if you want to pull up Grayson's comment, that feeds into what Peter Safran said. Um, so he says, "I'm hoping there is still a Dick Grayson, even if they make just make reference to him. I am excited to see a Batman and Robin duo." Yes. So Peter Safran clarified this because this was not made present. Uh, this was not made clear on the presentation. This is going to feature other members of the extended Bat family, just because we feel like they've been left out of the Batman stories in the cinemas for far too long. Good. And the thing, yeah, them starting with Damien, that does not mean they're erasing the other Robins. No. That's just, to me, that just confirms that they existed uh, and we will see them in the future. Yeah, um, guys, I mean, Dick Grayson could, could possibly show up as a character or a reference. Same with Jason Todd, same with um, Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. The bat, the fact that we were finally getting the Bat Family because we haven't had any Bat Family movies. I don't even really want to call it a Bat Family movie since Batman Robin, but uh, the Schumacher film. But ever since we've got nothing. It's just been Batman, early Batman, year whatever Batman, or Batman without a Robin. In case of um, the a Ben Affleck film, uh, the Ben Affleck BBS. It's just the film. animated stuff that we've. Yeah, just the animated on. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like. We just, I feel like it's been a long time, and the, the Bat family has been very well established in the animated films, the comic books for god knows how many years probably decades at this point. It wasn't that the 80s, but wasn't that long, long after Batman's introduction that Robin was introduced? Yeah, exactly. Like it really, the, the time period between the two wasn't that long. I don't know yeah. if Warner Brothers is just so afraid of putting a Robin in because they're so scared of another Batman and Robin scenario. I mean, Batman Forever is pretty decent, it's an okay ben, movie. Just think about it for a second. There's a there's a there's a crazy man dressed as a bat and he has a 12 year old companion wearing short shorts killing crim- or beating up criminals at midnight. Wouldn't that's a little it's not as easy to transfer having a child beat up people on the street. It's not as easy to do and it's not as people aren't willing. Uh, you got to be really you got to be really on top of that to make it seem okay. You got to tell the right the- story. It's got to be like it's got to be a comic book vibe. It can't be the Batman with a 12 year old beating criminals up. You know what I mean? Like no, it can't gotta, be that vibe. You gotta have your Robin be, um, you know, like a, a late, late twenties, uh, early thirties cop, uh, F- a Batman. Joseph, a Joseph Gordon-Levitt type, if you will. Oh, oh God, John, John, Robin, <laughs> and that's the Robin they'll accept. So, so the the I think also Ben, there's um, I talked about I I've I've noticed this a lot. I'm sure I've talked about it on the show that that Warner Brothers scars run deep from their cinematic <laughs> failures. The and the Schumacher films were not well received, and and since then, I think, look, the guard has changed the Warner Brothers for so long, so maybe I'm completely off base. But like, there there was also a reason why Catwoman was the last female superhero film we got until Wonder Woman, like because like they they see this failure and they're like, okay, well, never again, 
Nobody wants to see this ever. But it's been 40 years since then. Uh, not really. It's not, it hasn't been that long. I'm not that old. Um, but like close to and like the idea of like we're finally going to get these and the fact that what Peter Safran said and the fact that that uh, Gunn is such a big fan of Morrison's Batman run. Like everyone's on the table. We could get Steph and Cass. We could, we, we could, we're definitely getting, we're definitely getting Dick Grayson and Tim Drake yeah. 100%. I yeah. don't think there's a world this movie is made without them, honestly. Um, and, but like the fact that we could get Jason Todd and, 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 and again, we could get a Stephanie Brown is so exciting. We can get animated Bat Family projects and live action Bat Family projects that yeah. all connect to yeah. the same Batman because they can make live action shows and animated shows that are also tying into the films and, and they can have their own movies. The fun thing about, about having the universe where it is, all that stuff happened. So like if you have Batgirl, have her be Oracle. If you have Dick Grayson, have him have him be Nightwing, and then you see, you know, you know, we'll do a flashback when he was Robin. Like all this stuff can be established, and then the next movie you'll get a Nightwing movie or Nightwing TV show. You get the Batgirls TV show. Like it could the starting with a Bat Family movie is like a foundation to spread the rest of the Bat Family out. Yeah. Uh, it's so smart. It's so smart, and I'm I'm just God. I cannot wait to see who the villain is. Whoever they pick. Oh, I'm so uh, oh. If it's if it's just like the Demon, uh, if it's just Rachel Gould again, like him and Talia. Uh, like act like done really well. Uh, I'm I'll be here for it. You can do you can do a very different version of them from from Nolan and have some yeah. not really not special. white. Yes, that's not have them, all no, that I meant. No, but I know. Can, I just have them be actually Middle Eastern and have Damien be Middle Eastern. Uh, like the comics are finally starting to do. Um, it, it, that would be really great. Also, trying to think of a good villain that we haven't like a really good Batman villain who hasn't had time to shine. Into black the mask. Things. No, we got a pretty good black mask and birds of prey. We got a black mask. Not according Holy to Queen Bitty beat ass. Not according to James Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> true, good point. Bring back um, Ian McGregor as black mask. He could be alive now. That's oh, true. No, I, think, I think if you do something, if you do like the League of Assassin, like I know it's like retread, but like doing it like quote unquote like right as opposed to like Dark Knight Rises version, like have it be that. Doing and then having them like hire assassins, like like in uh Arkham Origins, hire a couple assassins, have uh, a lady Shiva, a Deathstroke, or whatever, have a fight scene or whatever. Or like, just make it Dr. Hugo Strange. With Dave Batista, mm. he loves little glasses. I love little glasses. Actually, like, quite frankly, like the League of Assassins would be a really good uh, movie, especially if you're introducing Damien because uh, because he's Talia's son. Yeah, yeah. and you need um, like in like all that history. God, you could do so much like, and it's so great the stuff with like Batman, like Rache wanting him to the stuff they did in Arrow. I want that, but on the big screen. Like I wanted you to be my heir. You had you you know you sired my grandchild. You are you are the legacy of the demon. But Batman's like, no, I have honor. <laughs> the fact that Grant Morrison's Batman run is going to be adapted into a movie is so cool. I, yeah, it's, 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 I'm, I'm so thrilled. I'm so thrilled. Oh, yeah, Condiment oh, King. Condiment King. So Grayson, oh. Grayson saying uh -oh. using Condiment King as a red herring would be hilarious. I wouldn't mind seeing Hush, though. Hush has been pretty good. I'm waiting, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for a good Hush. I think I side, side note, one of my favorite jokes in Lego Batman movie is when um, Zach Galifianakis' Joker mentions Connor McKean and it goes, really? He's like, yeah, Google it. He's real. He could be he could be the opening like, in media res action scene where like you see Damien kicking the shit out of a condiment man. Um, the, 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 the joke, I believe, is that he lists off a bunch of Z tier yeah. Batman villains. And then and, and the pilot's like, you made some of those up. It's like, no, Google it. <laughs> I love I love that joke. That's actually a really good movie too. I'd like that movie good movie. a lot. Swamp Thing. It's getting a big budget horror movie. 
bookshelf. The one time, the one time where I am stupid excited for a horror movie, it's the mother effing swamp thing. Because I you remember watch, you you watch Swamp Thing with us, right? It's been so yeah, I love that, that show. I just don't remember. It's been again over yeah, three years. I watched reason. Swamp. I remember reading um Scott Snyder's Swamp Thing for the New Fifty Two. I was hounding Brandon to loan me those books. I freaking loved that book. Um, I was like, and now that's now that we're actually getting a Swamp Thing movie, I am super excited and happy. Swamp Thing gets the he is getting the love he deserves. Look at this big ass boy. I got this at Comic Con. I love how the wings look with your green screen. Ah, no cool. Oh, and his little buckle shield from in, from Injustice. Yeah. Um, you guys go first about Swamp. Yeah, I I think this is fantastic. Um, James Mangold is in talks to direct this. He is not signed on, but it sounds like he's interested. Uh, that'd be pretty cool. It's I only don't believe it because it's so it's it it was announced so quick to when this was announced. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only reason because like it happened like hours after. I'm like, I don't believe you, but dude makes good movies. Who am I to say no? Right. Uh, yeah, dude. Swamp Thing. He's, he's he is my favorite DC character. Um. Uh, I, uh, things I love, I get tattooed on me, and Swamp Thing is one of those things. I'm so pleased that they're moving forward with this so soon without looking at like it's it's another clear sign of like how this is this is really in Gun and Saffron's control because nobody's saying like, well, the Swamp Thing show didn't do what we wanted or blah blah blah. Yeah, we just did that and we didn't we didn't really like what we did with it, even though it was great. Um, it's you know we're getting a movie. It's, yeah, they, they have faith. I I uh, uh, on Twitter, I'm friends with number one Swamp Thing stan. Uh, and we were having a conversation of like, after that show got canceled, legitimately, I didn't think we would see Swamp Thing for 10 years. Longer. Like in, in any cameo. That's usually appearance, the cycle. That's the cycle. Yeah. Like, oh, he, we use this seedless character. Let's move on. Uh, James, Gunn's, James Gunn knows the power of Swamp Thing and how how cool and vital he can be. And like when you tie, when you lean into the the mystical elemental stuff about Swamp Thing, he can be in any story. Uh, and again, like I firmly believe that like, Swamp Thing will not be like pivotal to the DC universe, but him starting phase one with Swamp Thing, I, the rot stuff will happen. There will be a big rot thing, whether it's animated or a big live action crossover. Like it's, I, it's, I, I believe it. Was Swamp Thing being introduced into this, um, in this chapter? Do you think the next chapter we'll see Animal Man? I, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Ben. This chapter is not done. This is not everything from this chapter. He was very clear. Like this is the beginning of this chapter. These are all the I believe we'll see in the next couple of years. I think Animal Man is in this chapter. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Animal Man. I wouldn't be surprised if that turns out to be like a like an animated thing because Animal Man is grotesque in a way that Swamp Thing you can do you can get away with plants and stuff. Uh, it's a little more you know like uh, uh, Animal Man's pure body horror. I, <laughs> I will say to a point also about this that I think is valuable, um, even with the lanterns comparison or anything like that. A lot of people are saying who are upset with the regime change just don't like change. Um, one of the things that those folks have all stood behind is you know Snyder brought maturity to uh, the DC Comics characters. They're real for adult superhero movies, not like the Marvel ones. And whether I agree with that stance or not, if that's what they were demanding, this shows that. This slate shows that maturity is on the table. Like you yeah. are going to have mature and Peacemaker will still be part of this. Peacemaker's world will still be part of that. That is mature. Uh, you're still going to have that and have things that are for the family. Um, like that's all going to exist in tandem. That is going to be a standout difference from Marvel stuff because you are going to have things that are going to be scary. They're going to be disturbing. Yeah. As they should yeah. be. And, and if you do... 
I, I don't think, man, I don't think you'll start Swamp Thing with like a Rot World thing because you have to do like a lot of like foundation stuff with the parliament <clears> and all that stuff and like Alcohol and becoming Swamp Thing and all that stuff. Uh, but I can definitely see this them is, setting up this like this is described as an origin story for okay him. yeah that totally makes sense that's fine um i could totally see like again like ben you watched the show so like there was a bunch of characters like phantom stranger showed up and like i can imagine like etchkin the demon showing up like in a bigger budget thing um who was it the blue devil uh yeah blue, uh, devil. blue devil what was that brand what'd you say etchkin it's so exciting yeah, oh yeah he's a rhymer uh uh i love it um i yes again like starting your first fave in this phase instead of like, oh, you know, we're, we're just going to redo a Wonder Woman and we're going to redo Aquaman. Just like start with the Justice League again. Like we're starting with the weird shit. Uh, and, and like the characters, not everyone knows. Yeah, you got your Batman, Superman, but like Booster Gold is like a fan favorite character. Not everyone knows who Booster Gold is. Uh, starting with a ancient Wonder Woman show where you might not recognize any of the characters is a big risk. But that's just like, that's awesome. Uh, again, like this, this whole lineup of all these things are just like so exciting. And we're not done. <gasps> Waller was announced. This is going to star Viola Davis as uh, uh, as Waller. Um, this is the thing immediately after Creature Commandos. Yes. Um, this will feature Waller teaming up with members of Team Peacemaker um, and is written by Crystal Henry, who is a writer on Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who developed the Doom Patrol TV series for HBO Max. And we should be specific, the HBO Watchmen show not yes. the movie watchman the hbo watchman show yes the the the, the greatest comic book show ever made <laughs> oh my <laughs> good oh my god this lineup yeah wow waller i'm really excited about this both because of that creative team that you just mentioned but also because like viola da davis deserves this i think at this point with um what she's been given with waller i think we deserve a movie that's dedicated to her frankly she's getting the treatment i wish they had given sam jackson's nick fury at some point so true. in the mcu is that he mm -hmm. should have gotten one project that was actually about him secret evasion 10 years later <laughs> so but having having this project about her and putting her at the center but using the peacemaker foundation super smart and a super good way to bridge from stuff we've had to peacemaker season two etc etc yeah and if it's focusing on waller you gotta know. You gotta imagine it's gonna be real grim. I'm I'm even more passionately big on Viola Davis after watching The Woman King. So like, I want to see so much more with her. Real, real quickly, just want to congratulate uh, Viola Davis on her egot. She did it. She egotted. She's got them all. Some people want it all. Um. So yeah, I I, I love this idea. This uh, this is going to slot between Peacemaker season one and two. Um. Kind of leading into what they're what they're doing with that. Much in the same way that. Penguin series, which they did, they didn't talk about specifically, but the idea for the Penguin series is to lead into the Batman two part two. Sorry, that thing's like filming. That thing's real. I know. I got a Penguin show. Wah. Um, cool. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. Um, we will be will be. So this one is really interesting because this is the first one where they specifically said it is based on this one book. Um, this is going to be based on Tom King and Bill Quist Evely's series uh mini series eight issues i believe yep um uh, uh super supergirl woman of tomorrow yeah so um it's not confirmed 100 percent, but tom king is also now a part of the dc writing staff he's basically there's like they've created like a marvel like what used to be with the mc where they had like the marvel committee of like bendis and a bunch of other people but like tom king is an active because he was writing new gods with ava duvernay which is no longer happening but they're just they're keeping him around and sure enough he's probably going to write the script for this movie uh, which would be insane. Um, 
y'all haven't read Supergirl. Uh, it is about Kara turning 21 and her to go and going to have like, she wants to go drink alone on a planet and then she gets caught up in a, in a basically like seven samurai like fantasy adventure. Um, it is one of the most beautiful books I've ever read in my entire life. Truly like Bilquis Everly, who did Sandman, uh, Sandman theater. Um, just beautiful stuff. And like, she basically turns into the Phoenix in this comic and like, she gets new powers and like, she, there's a lot of red kryptonite and like red sun stuff. So she's depowered a lot. She just has to like be herself. She acts more, she's more like Thor. She's more like a drunken Thor. It is like, it is like a, it is a departure for Supergirl, but in the Tom King way where he like, he kind of changes characters to write a good story. Uh, It's incredible. And the fact that this is again, Mm -hmm. the first, one of the first things they're putting out is this cosmic Supergirl adventure where she helps this rural village and this little girl, like, unbelievable this movie is going to be expensive as shit if they're if this is the story they're telling uh it's really exciting this book is incredible and tom king uh i was so sad when new gods wasn't happening uh but uh he's back he's back love it um so supergirl one of tomorrow they mentioned will um uh, it's based on on the comic book, obviously, because that was one of his one of James Gunn's favorite comics. He apparently fell in love with it, like most people did who read it, um, uh, and felt like wanting it felt like adapting it, which is really cool because like what we're seeing, and I'll talk, and I've got a quote from him about comic books, but what we're seeing is that this is a man who was currently reading comic books. He's read comic books his whole life. He is currently keeping up with them, and we could he could literally he is now in the power he's now now has the power that you know comic book fans have been dying for hey i just read this book ring ring let's make this movie i don't know if there's been a quicker turnaround of a comic coming out to being in a movie this yeah. comic came out last yeah. year right it's coming out last year and there's gonna be a movie in potentially three years that is that is a that's how powerful that book is mm-hmm. and also so so like how many like supergirl has not had that many incredible stories over the last decade which is a big big number uh, this would be her first movie since the one in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Supergirl. Love it. Cool. The Authority are getting this adapted the, into a This is the weirdest show. one. This is the weirdest one out of all of them. Yeah, I was really surprised about this one. Um, mostly because, like, honestly, uh, Hamada would never. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah. seriously, like. Boys on TV. So the authority is going to be a movie based on the Wildstorm Heroes, the Authority, and that's really all we know about it. They did show us the cover of one of the of the I think the Warren Ellis issue, um, which could hint to what their what characters will be in the movie, uh, but we don't know specifically any specifics on it yet. Well, the the Authority has generally had the same team in all of its runs, so it's probably going to be like the, the same characters, and like the most famous of them are Apollo uh, and Midnighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they've transitioned more. Uh, into the DC universe as opposed to the other characters, even though they're all in the DC universe, they are the most popular ones. Um, The thing about the authority is it's what the boys is making fun of. So the authority is, it was a groundbreaking comic when it came out. It was one of the first like rated R superheroes taking charge. Like the whole thing is like superheroes, like doing doing it by any means necessary, saving the world by any means necessary. Uh, Apollo and and Midnighter are are a gay couple, Superman and Batman parallel, uh, but they're insane. Midnighter specifically is is true chaos. Uh, uh, he just he loves violence, and he has a supercomputer in his brain, so he has like Sherlock moves where he can tell what you're going to do three steps ahead. Uh, he's insane, uh, and I'm pretty sure he is the reason this movie got green, like because he is the most interesting character of all those characters. Um, James Gunn has an idea for what to do with the Authority. We're getting the Authority before the Justice League is formed, and I think that's on purpose. 
Um, I think a lot of people are speculating that the authority is going to take the place of what the elite are in the DC universe, where they are they are the rough and tumble, rude Justice League. Uh, and they they might be around before the Justice League is formed. So if Superman or Batman meet them and realize they are bad examples of how to be superheroes. They are good people, but they do bad things like the boys. So um, this might be like the like the the morality check of the DC universe, where this new DC universe is going to be like what we want with Superman being bright and humble. But this will be like, hey, these are these are the bad guys of this universe who do things by anything necessary. Um, they will be the the squadron supreme, if you will. They will be the anti-heroes of this universe. That's the best way to put it. They're the anti-heroes. Uh, again, the weirdest choice. Uh, they, they they pilot a ex, uh, interdimensional uh, uh, cruise that can travel between dimensions. It's really cool. Um, so it's interesting that you mentioned the elite, um, that they'll take the place of the elite, because Morrison just did a Superman uh, and the Authority book, which yeah. had members of the elite join the Authority. That's why people are doing that. Yeah, I, I didn't finish that book, but that is that is very much the same thing of like Superman joining with a bunch of people who who do take takes matters in their own hands and he has to rein them in as an old man Superman. Uh, and people just love violence, and he's just like, "Damn it, guys, could you please not punch people's heads off, please?" Stop liking violence. Stop. Manchester Black, chill out, bro, please. Um, so like, if that is the case, that's really cool. If not, it's really cool characters. There are some really really awesome characters in this in this book. Um, so at least we'll got to get that. Um, I do think they will be like the, like not the the crime syndicate, but like the the Justice League you don't want to have around if you can just have the Justice League. So you mentioned, exciting. I think Again, you, yeah. I think you mentioned the right parallel with the Squadron Supreme. Yeah, yeah, uh, they'll they, they will kill you if you're a bad guy. Like they have no qualms about that. Um, and Superman doesn't like that. I think it's also, <clears throat> I'm not going to say this is guns intent, but I do think it is a way of, you know, here are all the people who like the Snyderverse. Here is your superheroes mm -hmm. who will kill and do this and i'm gonna put the heroes who are supposed to stand for more up against them. let boy howdy let me tell you like it, it would never happen in a million years but you know who would be a great the authority director would be Zack, Zack snyder <laughs> and you are 100 percent right i think that is the point of like here's what the old guys used to look like we ain't doing that shit anymore and again they are still heroes so i think james gunn will do the writing the line of hey they are still good guys but maybe they should learn from from these from superman and stuff um really exciting choice uh, again for your first phase of showing uh, an entire well-rounded different universe full of different characters and because because they're heroes because they're still heroes at the end of the day it still opens up to the justice league movie that i really want to see which is justice league versus the crime syndicate yeah so oh, yeah. yeah we'll get there that's an interesting context to possibly be in where the authority exists and then Superman shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like the Wildstorm, like Wildstorm was founded in Image and then and then they, they joined the DCU with the New 52. So like there's, they could, they could do, but this new universe really do whatever they want. Um, it is, again, it's so interesting having your Batman and Superman like not be the same age. Again, it's, I like that. I like that. Uh, it, it's, it's, it is an interesting choice. Um, so, that's the first lineup. That's the first few projects of phase one or chapter one, uh, gods and monsters. And I think honestly, right away, it already lives up to that name of gods and monsters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like there, there are, there are almost more gods and monsters than regular people. They got the, you got Dracula, you got a Dracula and a wolf man. So it's just good. really, it's just really cool to see this kind of breadth of, of characters because we talked about it before, like, you know, phase four, we've got moon Knight. We didn't get moon Knight in phase one. Um, yeah. we're getting, we're getting the gods, Superman, Batman, uh, Green Lantern, 
and the monsters, Swamp Thing, the Creature Commandos. Like we're getting all these Waller. No, okay. Um, <laughs> she is like, a monster. Yeah. The Amazons are gods. Yeah, yeah. Amazons are gods. Like we're getting that that like they, it it was an aptly named chapter. I uh, uh, obviously this is wild speculation, but people are like, okay, so they're setting up like a lot of the big, the big players, whether it's you know uh, like big Superman or Batman or like the big like Swamp Thing stuff and Booster Gold from the future, and everyone's like, okay, so like, then is the next phase going to be like all the regular folk? Yo, give me my Green Arrow, my Black Canary, and give me my Wildcat, and give me like like uh, uh, like all those characters. Give me uh, the Phantom Stranger and the Question and all like all the street level heroes. Like I'm curious God. if it will be tonally. Like 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 that kind of like chapter one, chapter two, and then it'll be a big chapter three. We they're all together now, uh, type of thing. It's super curious. We have never been closer to a question procedural TV series. Yeah. Oh, and, and in this in this universe, James Gunn knows that's what everyone wants. So like, I firmly believe like all the things we do want are now possible. I've I have this made me so excited, y'all. I read so many Marvel comics, um, and the thing that I love and hate about Marvel comics is that sometimes they try to tie into the MCU too much. Specifically, a couple years ago, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy and Iron Man were getting real screwed over because they just wanted to be the movies, right? Um, and then a lot of that is gone. Like, we are getting now regular Tony Stark. The Guardians have been good for a couple runs now, right? Um, I, I don't have to worry about that with DC. But what I'm also excited about is when Shang-Chi gets a movie, he does get a comic book when he didn't before. Like Moon Knight now has more comics than he did before. Werewolf by Night has been featured more now than he has in the past 20 years. You know what I mean? So like for these movies, this, that means we're also going to get more of these characters too. We will get a new Creature Commandos book. We will get all these things. And it's just because they get they get the publicity and James Gunn will say, hey, buy this book. And then they'll sell it on Amazon because every single one of these books is now sold out on Amazon. I couldn't buy Supergirl when I wanted to. That's so. Um, I want to. So I want to specifically talk about that. Um, but real quickly, Sparks and Ben, you've been a little silent on this. We've been like the, the the conversation. Um, uh, you guys, thoughts on this first chapter or first part of the first chapter? I'll let Ben go first because he's been the most quiet so far. Pretty good. I mean, I won't deny that I was very confused at first when it's like the Authority, Creature Commandos, Waller. I'm like, why? But then the more I look into it, it's like you, like you said, gods and monsters. Here's the monsters. We then we got the gods. I'm glad we're seeing John Stewart. I don't know uh, how I feel about a Green Lantern TV show at first, but the more I think about it, the more it works. And I'm actually I'm I'm the more I think about it, the more I'm swaying to yeah, a Green Lantern TV show would be really nice. Although I do hope that they actually get to go off Earth because that's like the, one of the best things about Green Lantern is that they go off planet. They do a whole bunch of other cool stuff off the planet. Um. Other than that, so I mean, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but I believe it when I see it. Yeah, I'm sure. I have been burned. And all four of us, how many Comic Cons have we been to? Is sitting at the Warner Brothers for Hall H, and the D, the big DC reveal is we're gonna have this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna do all these cool things, and nothing happens of it. Yeah. I'm not saying that James Gunn will not deliver, but. I am going into this with very cautious optimism and I, and I'm not going to say it's not going to happen because James Gunn with his, with him at the helm, I'm pretty sure it will happen. Mm -hmm. And I have a hundred percent faith in James Gunn, but I'm not going to be like super hyped up and super like, Oh my God, they're going to do this. I'm glad we're going to get Batman brave and the bold. I'm glad that we have a decent plan, but until they deliver, I will go into reserve a lot of my thoughts on this plan because I'm, because how many times have, 
so many times, so many times in the past 10, almost 15 years now, have we been, as DC saying, we are going to do X, Y, and Z and nothing happens of it. Yeah, that's nothing. not true. Black Adam came out. It's a, yeah. uh, look, I'll, I'll bounce off that point, Ben, just to say that, like, I don't, I don't think we need to be worried about the general idea of this going forward. I'm not going to say every single one of these projects absolutely is going to make it to fruition. They might not. One or two might not. Um, But the overall thing, it'll happen because if this doesn't work, they've got nothing. Like they won't be able to get an audience back in one more time um, Mm -hmm. for a while. It'll have, they'll have to just pump the brakes entirely on DC for a while. You won't, you just won't get people to turn out because nobody's going to want to invest. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the thing about that is that James Gunn's all about storytelling first, and he's been mm-hmm. very clear about that. Um, importantly, no project goes into being made until the story is written, um, which is a huge departure from until what the they script do. is done. Yeah, it, from what yeah. they do over at Marvel Studios, where they're finishing the script uh, up until the last moment. Um, so that is very encouraging because it means like good stories are going to produce good products and we might not get every single thing he named here. We probably will. But even if we didn't, we're going to get most of it. Also, mm-hmm. I for, I do believe that we will get everything announced for here because like it, he didn't announce 15 things, right? Um, right? Also, he didn't give release dates except for one, meaning we have we don't know when to expect any of these. So like mm-hmm. he didn't give, oh, this is coming out in 2025 May. This is coming out in March. So like... So like I don't know when any of these come out, and they could all take their time. We do like, know that we do know Creature Commandos and Waller before yeah. Superman, but then otherwise, who knows? But what I mean is like none of those have release dates like firm. So like, well, but, right. but to to Ryan's point uh, and and Sparks's point, uh, though we only, we know those we 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 have more information about those three because they're the furthest along. Yeah, uh, everyone, every we we know as much as they've developed at this point. It might mm-hmm. like it might take like. They 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 could be writing the Batman script right, and like it might take a year longer than they expect. That's fine. Then they won't make that movie until yeah. until the script's done. So like if we have to wait and like if they say, hey, mm-hmm. we got a Batman movie coming out in the next couple of years, and it takes three years instead of two, they didn't they didn't do what Marvel does and give us forty eight release dates for the next two to three right. years, where we know right. half of those change anyway. So like this was like what? the best approach. Where I do think all of these first chapter one things they will all come out in the next five to ten years for sure. Which and was James Gunn's stuff because I was like even looking ahead in our thing about all some of James Gunn's quotes about like story first, director's vision, and all that. All that gives me hope. But we've been burned before. I mean, but what Ben, what Ben um, is talking about, real quickly, Ben, I'm, because I'm going, I'm going to, I'm just going to reiterate something. Um, what Ben is talking about is exactly what Sparks was talking about, which is that Sparks said, you know, this is really it. They don't have another chance after this. Not really. Like you're going to have a very difficult time getting your audience back. People like there are people like Ben who have who are already at that point where you're like, I'm not sure if I'm here for this. Where I think with with us. We're giving DC this other chance. This we we were confident on James Gunn. We, uh, but there are people still like Ben who's like, you know what, you burned me already. That's fair. And well, again, I'm not we're not going to see, see these projects for a while. And also, I'm not saying that I'm like completely burned out on DC. I was was James Gunn with his with his leadership. With the Suicide Squad, I wasn't really too hot on a Suicide Squad film until I heard James Gunn directing. And I saw the movie. I freaking love that movie. Peacemaker, the same thing. I heard they're they making a Peacemaker show. I'm like, why are we going to make a Peacemaker about this no-name guy from this from the Suicide Squad movie? Turns out to be one of the greatest superhero shows I have ever seen in my entire goddamn life. True. But J- James Gunn is not the problem. The problem is 
DC's Zaslav, the other heads over there. But if they can keep their great, greedy little mitts off of it and let the creators do what the creators do best, and then stuff comes out, and I have a really good feeling it's going to be good because, because I mean, it's James Gunn. So far, thus far, James Gunn has put out some really great shit. Some so really that, good. To help you along, Ben, real quickly, um, I w- I want to reiterate something that he's that he said that we've already talked about. You know, like, when they were hired, when Saffron and Gunn were hired, it was with the mentality of, you know, it putting creators. In a place in a place like this is the way to go because the putting executives in a place like this hasn't been working. So we'll mm-hmm. try this Pixar method. We'll do this idea of like, and so that's why Gunn is very much filmmaker first, you know. And to be fair, that's also what I liked about Hamada. Like, I don't want to throw him under the bus completely, but like, I like that Hamada let the director's vision shine through. Like, that's a James Wan Aquaman movie. That's a Patty Jenkins Wonder Woman movie. Um, like, it's not. It, it didn't feel homogenized even under him. And so to see Gunn. Com- not only committing to that, but also doubling down on that. Like these films will be, if James Mangold is doing a Swamp Thing film, it is a James Mangold Swamp Thing film. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, like I think that's what's, I think that's what's going to help this this franchise. That there won't be a lot of meddling from David Zaslav, uh, because he, maybe he knows he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But like he 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 put them in charge for the reason that they will be in charge. Not yeah. for, not to not to be overseen by him, right? But all but really the the gist of what I'm saying is I'm looking forward to it, but I don't want to say too much until I see a trailer. Yeah, no, we all we all get it, Ben. We know what you're talking about. Um, I think I'm more encouraged by the diversity, and I don't mean like representationally. I mean just like how different this is from like any slate anyone probably would have predicted or come up with. Um, it shows an investment in the comics and it also shows an investment in the fact that they clearly have ideas and they have stories that they want to tell. That's where their focus is. It's not on crowd pleasers. We're not, we're not starting at get all the, the things that are obvious out of the way first, and then we'll get weird and wacky. As Ryan said, starting with creature commandos, is a clear signal of like, we're just going to do the thing that makes the most sense and we can do right now. And we have a good story for, and it'll all work out. Yeah. And and yeah. James Gunn, there is no one better than than James Gunn to write a bunch of weirdos on a team. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm more, I have more faith in Creature Commandos than writing anything else because I know James Gunn is writing it, and that's going to be good because he's a good writer. He's written nothing but good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I will skip a little bit ahead and then go back because Mag has a comment that actually ties into a quote that I have. If that's okay, if Ben, if you want to put up Mag's comment. Uh, I says I'm interested in how Supergirl will be in the Tomorrow film uh, films or the Tomorrowverse films um, after the event with Legion of Superheroes anime movie. Yes. So Gunn has a quote about that, which I thought was interesting. He was specifically asked about the DC original animated films that come out from Warner Media. Um, the, uh, the 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 films are building to a are building a new universe right now, starting with Superman Man of Tomorrow. What does that mean? Because he mentioned that he wants film, television, animation, video games all to be connected. Um, what does that mean exactly? Uh, the details of which we'll have to wait and see. But he has a quote here about the original films, if I may. Uh, we're dealing with all. We're dealing with all that. He starts. Some of that stuff will continue as Elseworlds, but a lot of other stuff we're starting to bring into animation with Warner Brothers Animation President Sam Register, so that we'll have things that are connected with this. I think there have been a lot of really marvelous DC cartoons, so we're going to keep moving forward with that. Sounds like the volume will decrease, 
but the universe will continue. Yeah, I'm sure that's the case. Like, I don't think the Elseworlds banner is there just for the things that already started, like yeah. the Batman and the Todd Phillips Joker film series and the DC animated films. I think it's still there for like any other project. If someone comes forward and says, I have a really good story idea, it doesn't fit into the minutia of the world you are building, but it's a great story idea. It'll be an Elseworlds project, yeah. whether that's in animation or a video game or a movie. I think that the point is that he just wants to be utilizing those fields yeah. to build their universe rather than keeping themselves locked to just movies and live action television series. So when I when when they first said that that we want, you know, this this new DCU it uh one actor will do everything. They'll do they'll do games, movies, TV shows. Um and that's very very interesting because I am not against that as long as you are not uh destroying everything else that's coming out. If if like if we're going to continue to have a, like the DC animated movies, you know, a new Legion movie. Oh, let's do a new Batman movie in this universe, whatever. I that should continue because uh, I do not want the next guy who's playing Batman to now be the only person playing Batman in the animated thing. He's also only guy in the video game. He's also the only one in the TV show because that limits thousands of actors from doing every other role they could potentially be doing. Uh, so as long as you're not uh, limiting all of your animation and games to just the new DC universe, this is fine. This is totally fine. Because uh, that's when it gets scary. When let's just say like uh, uh, Pedro Pascal is your new Batman, he's gonna be the only person playing Batman in the movies and the games and the TV shows for the next five years. I'd have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that will be the case. No, and I think that what's valuable is that I suspect this is going to. While the, I think Brandon's right, the volume of the amount of DC animated films and how rapid they come out is probably going to decrease. An investment into their animation studio and their projects, regardless of if they are for the main universe or for these Elseworld stories, is going to mean that they are getting better budgets, better teams, better support. Yeah, I think that is going to happen. I think putting an investment in a banner way overseeing the DC properties as uh, something that you should support is going to funnel more people towards it. And putting it specifically on an Elseworlds banner will make it so that people don't feel like it's something that they have to watch, but it might be something they trust to watch now just because it's getting this oversight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the DC original animated films are frankly always on the chopping block when something like this runs around or at least they have been for the past five years maybe more because they don't make a lot of money they're expensive to put out because you're putting them out only physical media and they don't get the return that you know frankly they i, I wish they got but they just don't um because of uh maybe streaming hurt that maybe they should be streaming only movies but at the end of the day it's interesting it's, it does sound like there hasn't been a decision whether or not the 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 franchise that they're building in these film, in these films, will continue. Uh, that these film, those films will continue because he does say we're looking into that. There's like a decision one way or the other has been made, but it does sound promising that he's not he's willing to be like, you know, we'll, we'll most likely keep those as a, as is. Yeah. I my this is starting to sound like the dream that I know Marvel will never do, just because they're doing something different, which is fine. They're building their own singular universe. I just want a world where I can go see a Batman movie and it is tied to a Justice League cinematic universe. I can also next year see a different Batman movie that it's just its own thing, just like I do in the comic books. Or I can watch a Batman TV show that's not tied to anything. And I know that's an unrealistic uh, Hollywood view of the world, because uh, that's just, we will never get that. But 
the 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 Elseworlds thing is the closest I'm going to get to that. Or I can have multiple versions. We we are going to get a bad fleck while Robert Pattinson is around. So like my dream is slowly coming to a reality where just like the comics, where I I have a plethora of all my favorite heroes. Because why can't we just have a bunch of everything? That's how you make money. So Elseworlds, um, they they mentioned Elseworlds uh, being an imprint that everything is going to be specifically labeled Elseworlds. Um, that, that's one one thing that's really important to him because right. he name checked he name checked like Arrow the Arrowverse and and things like that as not being clear or not being i wasn't quite clear on it but like uh he was like everything that's not part of this universe needs to be specifically labeled elseworlds from now on so um the batman part two will be elseworlds that has a release date by the way it's october 3rd 2025 um um, the director matt reeves uh talked about um how it's an epic crime saga very exciting um, obviously Joker Folio Doe and then Ta-Nehisi Coates Superman film still apparently in production. Yeah, that's great. It's and, a good sign. And and on that note, like that these Elseworlds things can continue. I do not completely care if Journey Smollett and Misha Green's uh, Black Canary film is set in this new gun Saffron created DC universe. I just want it to be made. Yes. I don't care where it lands. I just want it to be made. If it's an Elseworlds, it's an Elseworlds. I do not care. Just make the movie. Yeah. Um, I feel the same way about if Margot Robbie's not our Harley Quinn in this new universe, then give her one last project. That's an Elseworlds to send her off. 100%. Uh, that's how I feel like I do do a good last project with her. If you're not going to use her anymore, please, for the love of God, do that. Um, yeah. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Um, Ryan talked a little bit about how uh, Tom King is uh, one of the kind of the architects of this new chapter of this new phase of DC. Um, other other names: Drew Goddard, Jeremy Slater, who worked on Moon Knight, Christina Hodson, who wrote the Flash film, and uh, Crystal Henry, Watchmen, um, are among other writers that are the architects of this universe. Those are um, it's, like, it's a good list of people. Yeah. Um, Saffron also said that. Batgirl would have irrevocably hurt DC's brand if they put it out there. And yeah, all right. I kind of wish he didn't say that. To be honest. Me too. Even like I, 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 there, I think he's full of shit. There is, listen, there is a chance it's a bad movie, right? But it happens. But like, I just, I wish they wouldn't just constantly continue to shit on this movie. That's not coming out. Yeah. <laughs> just let it die. Let it be like, Hey, it was, it's not right for us. Sorry, Batgirl. But like to say, let, it was, let the people it who root on a brand. It. Let the people who worked on it move on. You don't have to be so mean to say like it ruined, it would have ruined our brand. Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Yeah, that's really shitty. Obviously, um, I just like you brought up with gun kind of throwing birds of prey under the bus. Um, I, I kind of wish they hadn't said these things. It goes back to what I said about like specifically naming HBO projects as reference points. I'm like, I feel like there were talking points to this. It's not to say that everything they said wasn't what they felt, but that they had to hit certain buttons to protect Zaslav's ass. Again, Shoot Detective is a weird That's part of it. Um, And uh, and like, I'm sure that's close, but like close in a broad sense of like, they're investigating a thing. Um, And Mm -hmm. like, any other detective show right right <laughs> but you said true detective uh because that's ours game of thrones it's about interpersonal politics and like that's, own that one that's it um and and like who knows i maybe i'm wrong but it does feel like there were a lot of weird talking points that i feel like were driven by um improve the look of zaslav as the head of this brand specifically for the decisions that they've made um including the hiring of you and uh that one particular feels like you were told to say this if Batgirl came up. I feel like 
and yeah. unfortunately have to because that's how jobs work. Yeah. Um, but I, even if that was their opinion, I'm like, I don't agree with this. Yeah. Let us decide that. How about that? <laughs> I mean, it's the movie. The movie can never come out because of the tax break thing. Yeah. Let it die. Would, would Peter Safran have even seen it? Who knows? Yeah. Um, so he mentioned, so one of the things at the beginning of the presentation is that he said that, that you know, I mentioned already, movies, TV shows, animation, and video games all all want to be connected now. They're, uh, they don't want all of them to be separate entities. Um, to kind of get more clarity on that one, because I wasn't quite sure what he meant from just the presentation. He didn't really go into it, uh, in fairness. But I, on on first hearing that, I actually don't like the idea of of incorporating the video games into this overarching franchise. I, it's not like I needed Marvel's Spider Man <clears throat> to be Tom Holland. Let um, me tell you, lots of video game developers agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> and the way like, that's... video games are made is not how movies are made. They take a lot longer, and they're a lot more difficult. And scheduling really big celebrities. Uh, that's why there's not a lot of really big celebrities unless you pay them a lot of money in video games. That's why there's voice actors who need to be paid more. Um, but like, yeah, like if, if they will make, Hey, uh, the next Batman, Pedro Pascal's Batman, and we're going to make a Batman movie with him in it or Batman video game with him in it. Don't that don't not, uh, don't make other Batman games. You know what I mean? Let there be mm -hmm. multiple Batman games if you're going to do this, but I don't think this is going to happen. I don't think they're going to truncate an entire section uh, of, of an audience. Well, he, and again, like I go back to, I don't think that this is shutting out uh, other projects. Like I think there will yeah. be other DC games that will now be called Elseworlds, but that there will be other DC game projects. I think that he just wants to utilize video games to sometimes tell a story that exists in this field. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I wanted to bring up the quote because I went searching for an interview that he did on DC uh, and he does have a quote specifically explaining what this means. Um, so he says, it's not like we're going to have the Superman movie come out and have this Superman game come out. It's more like we'll have the Superman film come out. Then maybe two years later, we have the Supergirl movie coming out. So what's the story in between there? Is there a crypto game that, that we can possibly, that we can play that comes in between them? Something that's still set in the world with these characters, but is its own thing. We want to give the prominence to games that they deserve. Okay. So if like, like, like a comic book tie-in, but just turning it into a video game. Yeah. yeah. And then like, if you have a smaller villain, in, in video game form, there's no reason they can't show up in live action still. I got it for you. It's um, so Creature Commandos is all modern day show. Yeah. You want your World War II shit? Wolfenstein, but it's with a them. video game. <laughs> yeah. It's a video game they make after the show. Yeah, yeah. That sounds all right. Yeah. And so so, that's so I think this, this makes more sense to me, and I'm glad that he, they were able to find the clarity to that. At the same time, um, you know, it, it, it's still, I don't. I, I think what Marvel has done with the video with video, their video games is really great. I think that they're all separate universes. They're not connected to anything larger. And I don't want to see that go away from DC because DC has made some incredible video games. Um, some not so much, but like still. Um, so like if we're getting both, I'm fine with that. There's a Wonder Woman game not coming out this year. It's probably coming out next year. But there's a Wonder Woman oh, yeah, game yeah, that's yeah, in yeah. development. Right. Um, that it's probably will be now quote unquote Elseworlds because it's not which is yeah. fine. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the thing is that again, I think he just. He wants to utilize these tools where possible. He wants to utilize animation when it's possible and video games when it's possible. And to be honest, probably comics when it's possible. I know he didn't bring it up here, but I would not be surprised if he decides, you know, we really should have this really nice story that fills in this spot right here that would tell a lot of story, but it doesn't need to be an animated show. Let's make it a comic. Marvel used to do that. Then are like, we can't do it anymore. Yeah. So I mean, it's the thing we've talked about before where like, boy, how nice would it have been if we'd had a comic that was set between 
Civil War and Infinity War on what Steve and the team were doing rather than two pages in a uh, movie companion book <laughs> that just are kind of them standing in a room. Yeah. Like, it, it, you could tell that story to really flesh those characters out and fill in some gaps. And I think that there's a, entirely a possibility. I think he just wants to use access to all the things that they have access to as resources yeah. to expand the universe when the story is right for it. I'll be so excited because I bet it'll be a while before the first, like, video game tie-in. Oh, absolutely. But I'm curious. I'm so I'm so excited to be like, I wonder what the first one will be. Watch it just be like a... It's like a telltale crypto game where you're just playing as crypto, just like doing doing detective work. Um, so, uh, because we brought up comics, it's a good time to point out that yes, uh, Gunn used comic book comic book uh, comic books to promote these movies, and even set, even put out a tweet afterwards saying these are these are the comics to get what the tone that we're doing that we're going for, um, and they all sold out online. Um, many stores are sold out of them. They're sold out at a distributor level. Like it 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 is really crazy to see this happen and i really really and i and i no i'll say this first i think this is this is gun's way of being like you know he mentioned before is like i don't want comic books to die on the vine i don't want them to be disrespected as a medium i love them and i want to promote them promote them i want them to succeed i don't want to live in a world where comic books don't exist anymore and he i'm paraphrasing some of that but still and so him using sorry about the car behind me uh him using comic books to promote these projects and then saying this is what we're going for what i believe will be the norm going forward for dc studios and hopefully it kicks marvel in the ass to do the same thing because i don't think you guys i don't think you guys noticed or maybe you did but we didn't bring it up when we talked about the shazam trailer at the end of the shazam trailer is a is an ad for comic books go mm -hmm. read these comic books for this thing that's really cool i want to see that at the end of every comic book trailer I, and I, every bc comic book trailer i cannot believe that first of all there's people saying that marvel does this all the time and no they don't not to this degree and people saying hmm. <laughs> captain america civil war is a is a promotion for Marvel's Civil War this in the same way that this is like guys using the same name is not the same way of promoting a book just because it's called Civil War doesn't mean they're selling more copies. Uh, you have to put it on the screen. You have to tell people, hey, this movie you'll see in a year, this is what it's based off. Go check it out. And it's working. Those books are selling hot. You want to buy Batman's Omnibus? You can't unless you spend $200. I think we're well, also going to see James but, Gunn take the same idea because he's he's aware of uh, how this influences people and uh, push push on the studios to be like, hey, maybe you should pay the people who made the comic we're basing this off of. DC, maybe we should give a little bit of money to them. Hmm? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know about DC in general, but I know James Gunn specifically. When he worked at DC, like he got he got John Ostrander and a, a couple of other guys a lot of money for Suicide Squad stuff because they put him in the movie and speaking line specifically. Yeah, um, I mean, John Ostrander has a has a speaking line specifically to give him the to give him the kind of money that he would get as an actor um because the residual wouldn't is, is measly honestly yeah. right and yeah. so i think in whatever way he can he's going to do that absolutely yeah yeah and i think that's really great and so so there there is a there was a prevalent theory going around for many years that was not disproven and and for many years suggesting that comic book movies don't create comic book readers and that was and we now have definitive proof i believe that that is wrong because if you promote the comics, you create comic book readers. And for many, 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 many decades, the movies were not. Mm -hmm. This is like 
from the beginning of comic book adaptations, they they did not promote comic books. What, and that what, is why that theory create was created. And so to having the idea of like, hey, we're going to create, we're going to create a bunch of comic book readers by saying, this is what these movies are based on. These are the titles to go find. They will do it. The only comic books that get sold after a movie is announced is the people who buy those comics are people who are already at the comic book shop. Mm -hmm. They see they say there's a new Ant-Man movie like, oh, I'll check out that Ant-Man comic because they're already at the comic shop. Casey Casual is not going to I'm going to go pick up an Ant-Man comic because it's based off that. Like it's it's so interesting that like the buzz around D.C. uh, like is so hot right now. And like the, the sales are real. Like if you go on Amazon, you can't buy any of these books that any of these books ever announced. None of them. It's incredible. Uh, DC Ult or DC Infinite. If you go on their main page, there's an entire row of here's all the movies we just talked about. You can read them. You got to spend one hundred and twenty dollars a year to do it. But but it's actually not that bad. But at one one price, it's a lot. Um, they're doing such a good job of like getting people to read the comic. Um, and I yeah I agree, man. Like this will be the, this will be the regular. The next phase, the chapter two, we'll see the exact same thing. And like and those comics will sell out too. And that's that's only a a win for the comic industry. The the thing about what Marvel did that you know we gave them props because you know it's kind of it's kind of cool you threw us a bone now realizing it's not enough is they put QR codes in their shows uh which which would link to comic book pages that's cool whatever but that wasn't explicit enough that was a blink there's blink and you miss it QR codes who's who in their right mind would would be like if I saw a QR code in a TV show my first instinct is not to scan it yeah I'm um, not going to pause the show to to read that comic that's yeah, and and like that, way. and that's kind of cool, sure, whatever. But yeah. and and it's nice to acknowledge the comic book creators. But like doing this explicit thing of like what what Shazam did, what the Shazam trailer did, which was have the have the end of the trailer be an ad for comic books, just a quick just a quick title page of like these are the comics that the book is based on. That is enough. Yeah, that's frankly that's frankly the minimum. Quite quite Frank quietly, the minimum. So. I'm ha- I was really happy to see that, and I'm really happy that that could be the norm. And honestly, I was I didn't expect it because because again, like I I read uh, three issues of Supergirl, but I was like, oh, like I'll, I'll pick up that trade. Uh, it's definitely available on Amazon because everything's available on Amazon. And it's like we are out of stock. And then I went to DiscountTrades.com. We are out of stock. And I went to my Barnes and Noble across the street from my work, and they didn't have it either. <laughs> Everybody's it's, buying it. It's really great to see. Yeah, sure. and it's really. And it's really nice to see that the the adage comic book movies don't create comic book readers is not true. You promote the comics, they will come. Especially in the modern era of like how you can you can literally press one buy it now button and you can have a book delivered to your house. Like you show somebody something, you're like they they will buy it. It's very yeah. easy. The Moon Knight QR codes, like Mag brought up. Uh, I mean, like, cool. It is fun that they did that. That's neat. Yeah. It's not the same as putting in front of their face you should go read this comic. Especially if like, if you don't, if you're not like a fake nerd, if you're Casey casual, uh, you're not even going to know what that means. You're going to be yeah. watching Moon Knight as a regular show. You might not even see the QR code or pay attention to it. Cause h- how are you supposed to know as a regular person, I have to scan that to read a comic. Cause like, I don't think, I don't know if Disney plus tells you that when you open the episode, right? Like no. how are you supposed to know that unless you're in the nerd, the nerd zone. You know, there's the talking, James Gunn is saying all the right things for me saying story comes first the director's vision is the director's vision we, we do not have release dates for a bunch of okay. these because 
the story needs to be there before it's created. He did name check. He did not name check Marvel, but like he did talk about how like many superhero movies are 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 filmed without third act written, and we're not going to do that. I, I yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and again, like this is also these movies can all turn out to be you know just like any other movie it could be totally fine, mediocre, whatever. But like he is saying all the right things for like it is. It's got to be so daunting. And remember, he was just hired like four months ago. And he's like, all right, cool. Plan 10 years of movies and television and video games for us, please. And um, keep some of what came before. And keep, like, it is a daunting task. But, like, again, he having a partner, instead of just doing it all on his own with, with Peter Safran, like, must be, is really great. And he also sees it as this incredible opportunity. And he's so passionate and excited about it. And I think that's what's important. Yeah, and, again, yeah. working with Marvel for so long at this point a decade because with the three guardians movies he's learned from what from their mistakes and he's also the person who made uh if guardians become like like the like a perfect trilogy uh in the system and he understands that they're in the perfect position right now that they don't have to do what the mcu did because they don't have to uh hope that this next release after iron man works and that we get to build a universe he gets to open the door and say we know that there's an audience for these materials we just have to convince them that there are stories here they want to see yeah um, so we're going to just throw that out there and he knows that that's where they are. So he knows that they can go hard and go wide on what they're going to give them. Yeah. And when you look at something like the legacy of what DC has done in film for many, many years, the idea of like, we're starting, we're going to introduce a new Batman, but we're going to do it in, in a Batman family movie. You know, how many times have comic book fans wanted a Batman family? The thing is, James Gunn is a comic book fan. He is he comes from he's one of us, frankly. Like he's 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 a person who loves comic books and reads comic books and probably is also much like us. Hey, why don't you just why haven't you adapted the Batman family yet? What's what's taking you so long? Oh, yeah. I'm in charge now. I can do that. Yeah. And it makes sense because we know that everyone and their mother knows Batman. Yeah. We and we've seen we've seen a lot of Batman movies without Robin. It's time. I agree. I'm ready for it. I'm so, man, I am, it is so crazy to think that, like, in, like, in a couple years' time, like, we will have, like, like, an old, like, a 35 to 40-year-old Batman with his son in the first movie, instead of, like, waiting 10 years for a trilogy. Uh, That's just really cool. And again, like, every time you make a new Batman movie or a new whatever version of something, you have to do something they haven't done before. And what have you done before? Just do what the comic does. (laughs) Just do that. Just do that. Um, Have it be where, like, and again, with the Grant Morrison stuff, like they introduced like the Zurin Law stuff, where like he has a fake, he has a personality built into his brain in case he ever gets his mind controlled. He says Zurin Law, and then that mind takes over. Uh, and he's like, a, it's like a, a it's Grant Morrison. Nonsense. Grant Morrison is so wonderful, and I'm so happy that his books are that their books are sold out because like um, it, so many people are reading Grant Morrison's wonderful Batman books. Zurin Arg is so cool because it's. It, because it's a stupid concept of a of a of an interplanetary Batman who has Superman's powers in space from the '60s that Grant Morrison was like, you know what? What if it's actually a misinterpreted words? Uh, what if it's actually Martha Martha Wayne's misinterpreted words, and it triggers a psychotic Batman when he's when he's brainwashed? Like beautiful, Mwah. beautiful. Uh, Morrison is one of the the great one of the great writers who uh, he's like everything everything's canon. Everything is canon. The stupidest stuff and the most important stuff, all of it is real. Uh, so I can, so they can take whatever they want. Uh, and that is just, again, starting from a, uh, this is the last thing I'll say about it because I know we've been going a long time, but like starting at a, at a base of like pure comic books of like, we're starting with like four Robins from the start is thrilling. Just mm-hmm. thrilling. All right. 
let's move on before Ben passes out. He already did. And which, what, uh, did. Uh, real quick, what's uh, of all these? What is the the number one that you're excited about of all these? Superman. <laughs> okay, what's the number two? Because Superman, I kind of knew. Yeah, it's Swamp Thing. Cool. Okay, what's the number three? Just gonna answer. Just gonna answer. Uh, Brave and the Bold. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Right now, I think my top is Waller. I have to be honest because because we know the creative team, and because Stacked. and because I love Peacemaker and the fact that I know we're getting like kind of Peacemaker 2.5, but focused on Waller. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. So you got to deal with that team that that uh, that uh, hit her in the head and stuff, right? Super stoked for it. You know, it's interesting. They this is the book of Boba Fett, but they actually told us beforehand, like, no, this is the book of Boba Fett, not yeah. Mandal- it's, it's Peacemaker 2.5, uh, 1.5, not 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 uh something new yeah i'm fine i'm fine with it i'm fine with it because it's focusing on waller and like yeah. it makes sense to have the peacemaker team show up again and you uh, know autobio her, her daughter oh god yeah up. yeah 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 like i'm, I'm ready god yeah Love and it. you got the doom patrol and watchmen people on it like my god my god i think this is very exciting um and if you're a comic book fan frankly i don't know why you wouldn't be yeah sure sure all right. If anything, if anything, this just gives you an excuse to check out comics you've never read before. That's all it is. Exactly. Yeah. It's a it's a bright future. I'm excited. It's a dawn of DC. Mm-hmm.